0: Today's podcast is sponsored by The Cooperators. As part of your local community, their advisors understand the challenges facing businesses like yours. They're here to help you protect what you've worked so hard to build and ease your mind with professional advice, the right insurance solutions, and a full range of coverage options. Visit cooperators.ca to find a local advisor today. Welcome to Canada's podcast, The number one podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. Hello, this is Robert Smile, coming to today with Vancouver's podcast, a member of the Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in Vancouver, British Columbia. Thomas Girard is a four-time Emerging Scholar Award recipient and has taught undergraduate level interaction design in three countries. One of his most notable Emerging Scholar Awards was granted at the Design Principles and Practices Conference in Barcelona, Spain, where the theme was No Boundaries Design. He is based in Vancouver, Canada, where he was born and educated. Well, Thomas, welcome to the show, and thanks for taking the time to be here for all our listeners. Thanks so much. Glad to be here. Awesome. Okay. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. We know you're from Vancouver, but give us the details on your current business and what exactly do you do?
1: Sure. So after I gave my TEDx talk in 2019, I realized I had a bit of an audience and I didn't know uh, what to communicate to them uh, until I imagined this idea, which is a talk workshop called Unique Ways of Prototyping. Um, And that's what uh, the entrepreneurial angle that I'll talk about today is. Okay, cool. Did you need financing to start your company?
0: And how do you currently make money in your business now?
1: It's really a labor of love project. Um, and um, something that uh, I really wanted to um, to be able to share and, and to reach people with. Um, so um, the, uh, the monetizing of it and scaling of it is something I'm working on now. Because I've never considered it to be an entrepreneurial project until very recently when people are, have, been, um, have been talking to me about it in that way.
0: Okay, cool. I want you to give me a key piece of knowledge or information about your industry that our listeners can learn from.
1: Yeah, so I guess the key piece for me, which has been a big realization, is that designers very often only talk to other designers. So when I was conceiving this talk workshop, I was speaking to other designers. And at some venues, I would have a room of 100 designers or design researchers who I was talking to. And they would very easily understand what I was saying. Um, But then I quickly realized that I have to be able to talk to other people, too. And so how do I do that?
0: Okay, let's talk about. What the future holds for you. What is the long-term vision and what will your company look like in the future? Do you see the company expanding into other areas and where beyond Vancouver, BC, or even Canada?
1: Yeah. So um, when I first started giving the talk workshop, I was giving it at conferences and universities and meetups. And um, this was pre-pandemic and, um, and these venues were a really great way to reach people. Um, but as pandemic hit, I had I realized I had to kind of um, try to reach people in different ways, try to reach other kinds of people. Um, I experimented with, for example, um, giving it in virtual reality with an Oculus headset um, in an environment called Altspace, which is Microsoft's um, virtual reality environment. Um, I, pr- I tried giving it at a community center um, to nine to 14-year-olds, um, and I never... <laughs> Tried to, to try to communicate to to kids before, um, especially with these kinds of ideas, and so it really had to um, to change and adapt. I think, like to address to address the kernels of your your thoughts there. I think I think the incremental changes to the talk workshop, changing it from unique ways of prototyping to unique ways of making, changing it from unique ways of prototyping to unique ways of prototyping for instigating change trying to reach researchers instead of designers. I think those are the ways that um, it's been evolving and will continue to evolve.
0: Good. okay. We've learned a little bit about you and we've learned a little bit about your company. Let's talk about doing business in Vancouver, where you are. What are the biggest benefits for you and being an entrepreneur here in Vancouver, British Columbia? I want you to give us some of the good points about starting a company here, but I also want you to give us some of the tough things or challenges for our listeners so they can keep an eye out for them.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, to preface that, um, between I guess two thousand eight and two thousand thirteen, I was living overseas. I lived in Shanghai for four years, um, teaching design there, and then I lived in New Delhi for a year, and then returned to Vancouver, where where I was born, um, and and tried to tried to start here. Um, it's expensive, especially if you're just starting out um, and um, haven't figured out all the angles yet. Um, so so. So that, that became an obvious reality, um, trying to do some, trying to do anything entrepreneurial here, basically anything from the ground up. Um, some of the great things are that um, once you get into um, the specialties of design, for example, there are a lot of really supportive communities. I've met a lot of people supporting my ideas through um, hackathons, um, through the different universities here. And even uh, as I was saying before, in my neighborhood at the community center, I mean, all of that has been has been has been a great benefit of being in Vancouver. Um, obviously, sitting down at a coffee shop in Gastown or, or Chinatown is 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 just something you can't replace when you're when you're somewhere else. And then often ideas come out there that that really shape what you're what you're trying to do.
0: Okay, I want you to imagine you just came back from Shanghai or another part of the world. If you were to start all over again and you just moved here to Vancouver, BC, but this time you don't know anyone, knowing what you know now, what would you do and how would you go about starting all over again as an entrepreneur?
1: I would as quickly as possible own up to the reality that once you arrive in Vancouver, you're new here and you have to build roots. Um, that might mean going back to school while you're pursuing your entrepreneurial um, idea that might mean taking on jobs that you that are um, that you have to be a bit modest about um, in order to do them um, just so that you can say that um, you belong in Vancouver with the other people who basically had to sacrifice a lot to be in this great city Um, it's uh, not only expensive but it's it's small. Um, Vancouver is small. When I was growing up here, it was, it was very much a town and not a not a recreational city that it is now. But even as a recreational city it's quite small and you have to, you have to realize that um, you have to work for those opportunities.
0: Let's talk about your routine. What does the first hour look like for you when you get up in the morning? Do you have a specific routine or a ritual that helps you get motivated to start your day?
1: Yeah, um, I go to my neighborhood coffee shop after waking up at 6am every day now that doesn't mean that i wake up at 6am and like a like an entrepreneur is supposed to do works until until 1am and then and then gets their bit of sleep i sleep when i can i take naps um this is a pandemic thing um my 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 calendar my digital calendar um is scattered and sometimes i have a meeting in the morning and a meeting in the evening and nothing in between um and then um for clients or or um, collaborators who are overseas i have to be up at strange hours at night as well Um, and so to be able to juggle all that i think uh i think takes a little bit of work
0: today's podcast is brought to you by the cooperators you can count on them to support you and your business with a full range of insurance coverage options their products provide the flexibility you want with the protection you expect to find a cooperators advisor near you visit cooperators.ca do you think entrepreneurs have to be weird or unique in a positive way or are wired
1: i'm weird and unique uh, i hope that's an advantage <laughs> do, do they have to be that's a good question um honestly i think being in vancouver to be like as much as you can, like other Vancouverites, is a big advantage. I think we we try to find commonalities with each other being here, and I think being weird and unique um, is maybe more an advantage. Or was maybe more an advantage overseas for me, and um, being in Vancouver, it's uh, it's it's been better to be like everyone else, which is a struggle for me. I am I'm the weird and unique.
0: Okay, so let's talk about how you educate yourself. What books are you reading now, and why, or even audiobooks? And can you recommend any books for our listeners who are also aspiring entrepreneurs?
1: I'm actually a lifelong learner um, formally. So I'm, I'm enrolled in a, in a part-time graduate program at Simon Fraser University right now. And, you know, was accepted to Oxford and Royal College of Art as well. So um, my materials, my, the content that I expose myself to comes through those good recommendations of formal education where you get to read the best material um and have that kind of be vetted for you i um am really um, careful about about just taking recommendations to read anything which um, can be an advantage and uh and a and a disadvantage
0: any online or offline tools that you use on a daily basis
1: i use my notes app on my phone religiously I'll write long papers on it, um, and I use my, my native calendar app on my Mac. Obviously, there are more sophisticated tools, but I just don't use them.
0: How do you balance work, and how do you relax and not think about work, and what are your favorite activities to do here in BC? Do you ski, bike, kayak, golf, hike, or simply go for a drive?
1: I do. I hike. I took up kayaking um, this past season, in part to fit in with everybody else here because you're supposed to do those things, and... So I do them now and and it works. Um, you make connections that way.
0: Yeah, Vancouver is a very outdoorsy Absolutely. province or city and uh, everyone takes advantage of all, the, all that we have to offer. If you weren't doing what you do now, what would you like to do for a profession?
1: I love what I'm doing now and I do it because I love it. Recently, I was asked a question and and responded that I I, I was uh, raised with this idea that you should do what you love and the money would follow. And now I'm 40 years old and I realized that's not true. So, so you know, take that with a grain of salt I think.
0: What kind of a job would you not like to do?
1: When I was in my early teens, I swept up upholstery, bits, nails, and Pieces of upholstery at an upholstery factory after work, and that was something that I would definitely not want to do again. That was pretty unpleasant.
0: In business, what is your favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use? People first. What's your least favorite word or sentence you do not like to hear?
1: Waterfall. Why is that? Um, it's a process um, for for design um, where you spend you know a year or two. Creating, creating something before you get eyes on it. And, <laughs> and so most often you, you find out there are very small problems that are very expensive to fix um, using the waterfall process. These days we hear about processes like Agile and Lean, which are more popular. And I hope through unique wizard prototyping, my talk workshop, I can make that happen even faster um, and be even more opposed to waterfall.
0: If you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself,
1: what would it be and why? Mysterious and um, accessible, because I'm trying to promote myself. Okay. What keeps you up at night, if anything? What keeps me up at night? Unresolved ideas, unresolved opportunities.
0: Well, you're in the creative process, right? So you must be always thinking, how can I improve that? Make it different, design wise, or communication-wise. 100%. Okay. Give us the top three things on your Inspired Life list. This could be whether you want to travel more, philanthropy, write a book, um, anything like that?
1: You know, it's the wrong way to do it, but I, I take those ideas from external sources. So people are telling me to do a book based on unique ways of prototyping. So inevitably, that becomes one of my goals i think in being people first you think about your audience and what they want so yeah writing a book um what else finishing grad school seeing where my career will take me do you have any advice that you may have received that you can pass
0: on to entrepreneurs throughout canada
1: hmm yeah a lot of it don't be afraid to be wrong um you know it's common these days to embrace the mistakes and things like that. But really, it's better to do something and be wrong and hear the feedback instead of not doing anything. Okay, Thomas, you ready to have some fun? Absolutely. Awesome.
0: Okay. You know, entrepreneurs are always connected. We're always busy. We're either dealing with staff, clients, um, a whole list of things that uh, we're always phones, laptops, you name it, watches now these days. Uh, We've always got to be online, but we want to take you away from all that. There's a small tropical island just off of Fiji that only has one phone booth there. There is no internet. This place does exist. We're going to drop you off there. You won't have a computer or a smartphone or a tablet. You can use the phone booth located, the air, located there anytime time to call the boat, and we'll come pick you up. How long would
1: you last before you made that call? What would you do while you were there? I would probably never call the boat. I would just stay there, and I would probably set the phone on fire. just about had enough huh
0: well it's hypothetical right yeah cool okay let's wrap things up how can our listeners get a hold of you and is there anything you'd like to add before you leave us today
1: nothing to add please watch my TEDx talk it's a 2019 TEDx talk done at Emily Carr University of Art and Design it's translated into 18 languages Um, it's a two-minute talk if you watch that you'll see if you want to know more about me and you'll you'll get what my ideas are. Check out my Twitter on Thomas underscore tweet. I tweet there all the time. Awesome. Okay, Thomas, thanks for coming on the show. I've
0: learned a lot about you and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Today's podcast is brought to you by The Cooperators. You can count on them to support you and your business with a full range of insurance coverage options. Their products provide the flexibility you want, with the protection you expect. To find a cooperators advisor near you, visit cooperators.ca.